Hello and welcome back to Henry Kissinger is Pokemon Going to Die, Not a Threat. Just a fact. I'm Lauren, a.k.a. <laughs> uh, Bernie Bickenhead Sanders. <laughs> uh, I'm Patrick, a.k.a. the Marxist Meninist. <laughs> I like that. I'm, I'm Lulu, a.k.a. Ask not for whom the wells tolls for the wells Fargo tolls for thee. I don't fucking know. That's I love I it. I love it. So <laughs> Good enough. This is, uh, so we're, we're a three-person pod today. It's, it's intimate, yeah. intimate podcasts for a sensual evening. And guys, it is- When, the, do, we, when do we start jerking off? <laughs> that's later. Guys, it is the night before the weed minute. The weed day, as it were. The weed. Oh, this is the weeding yeah. hour, like like the weeding hour. <laughs> actually, the one. when this goes up, it'll actually be the weed day. Do we have any? Do you guys have any exciting plans? Um. No. No. <laughs> I, have jo- I have a job. I have a job. What are interview. you, a cop? <laughs> <laughs> I have a job interview tomorrow. Oh or yeah. Or today, I guess, when this goes up. Get that other group. I, I get to be a mail clerk. Nice. Which is not an upward, which is not an upwards nor even a lateral move from my current position of a project engineer, but it's a permanent fixture. So what can I say? I'll be happy to yeah. have it. Yay! I hope the gods of employment smile upon you, and everybody has a nice four twenty. Oh, job bless us, everyone. Job bless us. <laughs> <laughs> I also have noticed that. We are we are a non there are no men in this podcast tonight, ladies no, and gentlemen. No, this is an explicitly misandrist podcast. This is the misandry minute, but right. there's sixty of them, probably so, more. So okay, then that means we have sixty seconds to to rag on men, I guess. <laughs> if this is the misandry minute. Can't wait, does that, do any of us have a character prepared that was like Brooks's misogyny character, who we have uh, we have plans to execute uh, by lopping off his head with our with our giant berserk esque swords? I don't. I wish I did. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Just so let me let me try something out. Actually, air. let me let, what if let me try and do something. Okay, <clears throat> here's my here's my misandry character. Okay, hi, my name is Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> Good. It's very realistic, I think. <laughs> and that's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> but you in know, this in this podcast, we are all misandrists. We we decided to hold the announcement of this in. We decided to hold the release of this announcement until now. But actually, we have decided to execute all of the male hosts of Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. It's going to make scheduling a little bit more difficult, but it's certainly going to up the misandry <laughs> count. <laughs> Feminism is about smoking blunts and oppressing men, and that's it. <laughs> Oh man! So what happened this week? <laughs> I was oh man! I was trying to hold off because even though you know we're in, enjoying all of the oppression of men and the in the in the sweet green and the money weed minute, and or the weed, weed day, um, yeah, we got to talk about the, the 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 rougher stuff first. So let's so let's talk about Syria. <laughs> so Yay. we're like now officially at war with Syria right now. I mean, oh we boy, become- more. Uh- Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Go on. No, it's okay. It's just like we were there, kind of there already, and we're there now. Yeah, even more. I, I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say. Uh, one of my friends, um, they posted on Twitter that like maybe if I have children, they will live to see the day where we are no longer at war with the Middle East. That would be great. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, be. 
Doubtful. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fucking have kids, but you know. Uh, yeah, just an important clarification. I gotta get that. I gotta get that Nintendo Labio. We're not uh, officially at war with Syria. We just hit them with more m- missiles. There hasn't been like an act of Congress or or even a presidential decree to actually like wage war. We're we're doing war there, but we're not officially oh, yeah. at war. Which I mean, the distinction is essentially meaningless. But yeah, yeah, we, we are do on have... paper not at war. Right. We do have yeah. Blackwater uh, contractors over there. They listen to the dollop about that because yeah, basically if if. You, whenever the, uh, you know, the U.S. military withdrew from Iraq, it wasn't like, okay, well, no, there are no more Americans with weapons in the Middle East anymore. So, yeah, we have people on the ground in Syria, so we're pretty much kind of, sort of, at war. We're we're killing Syrians, which is is really the um, point. One of the things that, this is minor, so I'm just going to bring it up now, but, uh, we, uh, Trump did very much tweet, like, the the night that it happened, the night that we sent that strike out to Syria. Mm. Um, uh, he did very much tweet, mission accomplished, which did lead to all of the, uh, the lib check marks just busting out that image of George Bush standing in front of the mission accomplished banner. Mm. Which, yeah, I for, mean, one, for once I did a little bit agree with the, with the lib check marks. Yeah, I mean, that's just a startling lack of self-awareness. Like, I, I'm not, not surprised, just kind of reinforces my... My firmly held belief that everything is fake and we're just being pranked by God. Yeah. yeah, no, this is this is all a simulation. Like nothing is real. Yeah, and I, I wish yeah. God, so, God is dead. I wish I could like untangle the mess of like foreign policy countries like involved in Syria right now, but the only thing I really know is is the Syrians are dying and the United States doesn't want to let anybody in i think there was a report that 11 syrian refugees were let into the country last year 11 yeah 11 holy <laughs> fuck. not even a dozen which is essentially none yeah um and and the quote unquote official reason that we bombed syria again is because um there may or may not be some evidence that uh assad and his regime were using chemical weapons on the syrians um I mean, he did do that. I want to make it very clear. No one on this podcast is an Assadist. No. Um, but uh, it was sort of a flimsy justification to uh, blow up Syrians, um, which, we, I mean, we've been doing since the Civil War started. It's it's not new. Oh, yeah. No. Um, and I'd, I, the argument being made is that it's, it's U.S. interventionism on behalf of the Syrian people, but A... Killing Syrians is not going to stop Assad from killing more Syrians. Exactly. Uh, and B, it's an international crime. So, you know, that's cool. Nothing's going to happen because nothing ever happens to America when they step in. But, you know, just just so you're all aware, it's very much a war crime. Nothing bad ever happens to the Kennedys. <laughs> <laughs> His head just did that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just looked at the, at the top of the New York Times and I think Trump just ordered more drone contracts. So good. everybody's a war hawk, and it's totally good. I love it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's essentially just another proxy war between the U.S. and Russia. Uh, just this time, instead of Afghanistan, it's in Syria. Um, and for those of you who don't know, the last time this happened, Al-Qaeda was born. So uh, there's that to look forward to. I'm sure this can only turn out well for everybody. Yeah, it's going to go great for all sides. Oh, Yay. Yeah, so... That's happening, and I also wanted to, before we get into the perfect transition between Mission Accomplished uh, of the Bush era, 
Um, I did want to talk about the the incident in Philadelphia at Starbucks, which you've probably been hearing a lot about if you're in the U.S. Yeah, this has been the the big news story this week. I mean, and fairly like fairly so. Right. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aside yeah. from you know Syria, this is definitely this is this is fucked. Yeah. So if you haven't heard the story, essentially what happened is two uh, real estate agents, both of them black men, uh, went into a Starbucks in Philly. The, in like the neighborhood they went to middle school in so like they're familiar like they know the area they live there obviously so they went in there at like according to like the 911 call which they've like talked about in I think they did an interview this morning like they went in there about 4:35 p.m. and by 4:37 someone had called the police on them one of the baristas had called the police and there's a video of the two guys being escorted out they were waiting for a friend, but I guess they didn't buy anything, so the baristas thought that they were, you know, some kind of a threat and uh, called the police on them. And they were, you know, in jail for like, I think, what was the number? Like 18 hours or something before they were just let go? I'm not sure. Like, oops, sorry. <laughs> and Yeah, I, and, and there was uh, an interview came out. Uh, I think yesterday, maybe the day before, where these these guys were, you know, basically saying that they were terrified for their lives, which makes sense because they had cops called on them for no reason and they were black. Mm. So, like, what what do you what do you expect to come out of that situation? Yeah, the uh, the two guys were talking about like in the interview and then on Twitter afterward. A lot of people were responding to the interview, just kind of like the way that black people, especially black men, kind of have to be aware of the way that they are perceived when they're going to buy something and like how hyper you know vigilant they have to be to make sure that nobody thinks that they're stealing anything that they're not trying to cause any trouble or whatever and it's just it's it's really oh god it's awful and it's i i really like so starbucks is gonna be um they basically a bunch of people were like oh we're gonna boycott starbucks because what the hell and now Starbucks mm-hmm. is going to close um, like eight thousand stores in May to do like a a like mandatory racial bias education training with a bunch. So, of their so they're going to close. They're going to close about two percent of their stores then. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> it's not that many. And <laughs> there's too many Starbucks. Follow for more two thousand eight ask ask humor. Yeah, and it's like the the. Like, it's a pro. Like, this is a problem that Starbucks is obviously trying to address because, oh man, is it bad PR. But at the same time, it's like, people, like, white people are still going to call the police on black people they think are scary. Like, that's just. And that, you know, the. Of course, the police aren't going to do any, you know, intense racial bias training. Yeah. Yeah, the. uh, I, I believe the chief of police in Philadelphia. Uh, who was originally kind of defending his cops because that's what cops do, has recently come out and said that he was uh, wrong to do that and that he misunderstood the situation, whatever that means. Yeah. So um, for what it's worth, cops are getting bad PR too. Uh, that Not that that's at all an excuse. <laughs> or that there's going to change anything, really. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure nothing will come of this at all. Uh, uh, it'll just be a few weeks of them getting dragged through the mud and, and then it'll be over. I hope the two uh, gentlemen, the... like, lawyer up, though. Like... I could, I could. Oh yeah. I hope that at least they get some Starbucks money, if nothing else, because eighteen yeah. hours, like hundred dollar gift card. Like, and I can only imagine <laughs> like the stories that you hear of like, oh, I'm in a holding cell, like who know, you know, who knows what could happen to me, and like that's it's oh my god, policing in this country is so terrifying, and I just 
yeah, I, this story was, was, I'm glad that, you know, both men are okay, and, like, every, like, it was caught on video, and clearly there were people in the video who were, like, protesting the fact that these two guys were just sitting there, and then they were escorted out by cops, but. Right. Ugh, it's a messed up story. Uh, speaking of cops, just, uh, did you guys see, this This was passing around this morning on, like, Sean King's Twitter and stuff. Mm. Uh, did you see that video of the cops that, like, from the body cam footage, that was, like, uh, one cop, like, there were, like, three cops in a scene of a murder, and one of the cops was like, oh, fancy seeing you here, in this weird jovial tone for a murder scene, but whatever. And then another cop just says, mute it, mute it. And then their camera jostles a little bit, and then all the sound cuts out. Yeah. Th- oh, that- good, that doesn't seem sketchy at all. Yeah, I think it it was in the shooting of um, Stefan Clark in Sacramento. That was earlier yeah. this month. Oh, God, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just like, I, I don't remember where I saw this, but, like, the Twitter thread is, like, there should not be an off... But, like, if the privacy is that, like, you don't get privacy. You have signed up to do this job. If, the, if, if doing this job means that, like, someone reviewing the footage has to fast-forward past you pulling out your dick to piss, like... That's you're like that's part of the job. That's part of the nine to five. That's part of the contract that you sign when you when you take that fucking job. Right. Like, also, there, should, there should not be an off switch. There should not be a mute button. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that that's a function that's like built in to those body cams. Is that cops can just turn them off? Yeah. Also, I just looked on um, CBS News that uh, Stefan Clark's brother Stevante, who uh, he spoke in front of the Sacramento City Council. Um, back like back on uh like let like 10 days ago he was just arrested by sacramento police this morning for quote-unquote making threats threats to commit a crime resulting in death or great bodily inter- injury and calling 911 with attempt to annoy or harass so oh, i'm sure yeah so that's that definitely happened yeah oh my god like <sighs> I, it's it's so depressing to even like dive into this stuff because we could go on forever about this kind of thing happening over and over and over yeah, again. Yeah, like 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 the thing that sucks is like speaking of cops could have led into like five different tangents. That was just the one that came to mind when I was talking when we were talking. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think it it should be said that like the only reason this one blew up is because a bunch of white people were there to videotape it. Absolutely. Like, this kind of shit happens every day in this country, and, and this is just one one fraction of, of the occurrences. Remember that joke that I made, like, ten episodes ago, where we were talking about, like, the uh, the um, the police protection racket, where, like, they were gonna, like, like the green light buildings? And oh, I yeah. made some joke about, like, oh, yeah, you're getting stabbed, but two black people just entered a Kroger's, so we have to go take care of that. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's that's verbatim the joke that I made, but, like, I'm, I'm a green seer, and this is the worst possible way that I could have found out. Oh, yeah. boy. You caused this. This <sighs> is your doing. Yep. Should we should we move on to some lighter news? <laughs> so does that mean does that mean in like two weeks Trump is going to trip over his own penis and like his like his fat ass is going to spill out of his pants? Oh man, I can't. We'll wait. see, I guess. So so while um so so this week um while our our friend Henry is still you know hanging out, there was still kicking. They're still kicking, still still breathing oxygen, and that's good for him at ninety four. Um. The former first lady. He is of, melting. He looks. He looks like the fucking senator that gets turned into a pile of goo in the X Men movie. <laughs> <laughs> he just oh. looks like that 
all the time. There's no mutations or anything. He has not been exposed to nuclear waste. He just looks like that. His body <laughs> just did that. Well, Barbara Bush has died. The former first lady of the U.S. Uh, she was the uh, wife of Herbert Walker Bush. Wife and mother of two presidents. Wife and mother of two presidents. And literally Lucille Bluth. Like, like, not even a joke. She hates Jeb so much. <laughs> like, there's a piece going around about apparently when she was on the phone with George the second her son um he was like you know you're my favorite son on the phone you know joking to the end but like was she i think she she was she was letting letting george know what's up yeah uh so like it's it's a mixed bag here like i feel like i'm not as as joyous as i would be if like an actual war criminal died yeah. uh, but you know she she was complicit in a lot a whole lot of terrible shit yeah the reagan administration so, like, i'm not i'm not like jumping for joy we're not gonna upload like the hallelujah like we're not gonna upload ode to joy into the pet into the podcast feed like we will for when henry kissinger dies watch out for that by the way when that happens we are going to just upload the hallelujah chorus into the page into the patreon feed not a or threat. the podcast feed and just go to not a threat just a fact and a promise <laughs> i need to get that downloaded to my like to my um to my hard drive so I can just have that at the ready. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, for any, I mean, Kissinger is one, but like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of old dudes who I wouldn't, yeah. you know, cry and, over them. This was just, this was, this was just really surreal because like, we had like a warning that this was going to happen, but like, I don't think any of us were expecting it to be like a day. Cause like she said, okay, I'm, I'm in, I have a terminal illness and I'm not going to seek any medical care. I'm just seeking like comfort care at this point. And then right. a day later, the news is like, oh, well, there she goes. CBS yeah. News, do not publish. CBS <laughs> News, <laughs> Barbara Bush, D, uh, D star, ES, do not publish. <laughs> and they did. <laughs> you put you put the asterisks in there so that they can't find it if they're if they're searching on Twitter. Oh, oh, and the fucking oh man, the Women's March Twitter, they they oh, I, they uh, they boned it up real bad. They tweeted, "Rest in peace and power, Barbara Bush." And now, yeah. famed women's rights advocate. Correct me if I'm wrong, but rest in power is a term that was like originally crafted, was originally created for like black Pe- yeah, power, people who right? killed by the yeah. police. Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely. I I don't know if it started there. I would totally believe it. That's definitely where I saw it first, first and like yeah. where it's become popular. So yeah. this it does feel even if it's not. This is a gross like. <clears throat> co-opting of that i mean even with that off of the table like that is even with that off the table this is like grossly like barbara bush didn't fucking do shit for us like granted much granted much less evil than pretty much anyone else with her last name but still complicit to a lot of things not a fucking ally just because she's a woman she she is the mother who made you know george w bush and jeb and the rest of them so like i don't know i don't i don't want to give her too many props and the i'm blabbering but there was a piece that came out like talking about the way that she talked about people who were displaced by katrina or in the iraq war and how she was like i don't want to think about it what why should i waste my beautiful brain on that yeah yeah she said that i mean there's also been all these like terrible think pieces about how the bush family has always served the country and like prescott bush george hw bush's father was literally a nazi Hmm. like it's it's 
it's astounding how these people just immediately forget about any history that didn't happen a week ago. Yep, yep, yep. And because they were a little bit less, I don't know, maybe because W was a little bit less on Twitter than, he was a little bit less online than our current president. And so, therefore, he was better, even though the reason that we have Trump is because of Bush. Bush paved the way from where we are now. And 2003 was a hellscape in the United States. (laughs) I'm so glad I don't remember any of it. I remember I was eight in 2003, and I thank God every fucking day that I was that young when those things were happening. Do you guys remember the threat levels? The different colors? Like threat level orange I, and threat level yellow. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I'm. I only remember them because American Dad made a joke about them. <laughs> yeah, that was a thing. In and the pilot episode, which I recorded on the VHS, in which I think Roger fucks a body pillow. I'm not entirely sure. Or Steve might. Steve might do that. Shout out, friend of the show, Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> shout, out, <laughs> shout out, friend of the show, American Dad Stan. Like and share this podcast if you want them to bring back Brian, because he died last night. <laughs> Brian has been dead in the street for five years now. Oh, Remember geez. that dude who got that tattoo? At, like, the day yeah. that happened? Oh, man. Somebody, somebody. okay, here's here's a new hypothetical Patreon tier. Ooh. Let's say... This is the same guy who was, like, exclusively drawing a ton of porn of Brian Griffin. Yeah, yeah. Let's say if we get to $500 a month. No. Before it happens, we'll all get Henry Kissinger tattooed. No! no. <laughs> what would, would that be like his initials? Would it be like his face? No, his face. A photorealistic Henry Kissinger. Present day oh. or in the past? <laughs> of course present day. Like, Come I, on. I can okay. just imagine so many people on the street coming up to me like, wow, I didn't know. Wow, you must be a big fan of the X-Men to have that picture, that guy's face <laughs> tattooed on your hand. <laughs> Oh, man. So, uh, in addition to these big events, the Mueller investigation rolls along, and an email that uh, was circulated around uh, by the Pittsburgh City Police, which is where I'm from originally, Pittsburgh, PA, uh, that warning them to wear riot gear and be prepared for spontaneous protests should Mueller be fired, because they're, it's, I guess the, the wind is starting to move in that direction yeah so like somebody tipped off someone inside the pittsburgh pd um and so they they drafted up this memo and sent it around like it's it's still not clear uh where it comes from like it might be a rumor straight out of the oval office but it might also just be nothing Uh, i don't think it is nothing i think the way things are going something's probably gonna happen that is um Legally ambiguous at best. Yeah. But, um, he, uh, Trump just yeah. added two federal prosecutors and Rudy Giuliani to his legal team. <laughs> <laughs> so this will go well. I, I just want to say that I'm extremely excited for uh, Demi Adejigbe. Uh I probably butchered that last name. Oh, so apologies, uh, Adujawebe. Adujawebe, my apologies. Um, I, I'm really excited for Demi to just uh, add some more verses to his uh, departures of President Trump. <laughs> yeah. yeah, except then he's going to have to list every citizen of the United States who were just <laughs> vaporized. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it, it is kind of worrying that the like immediate police response to like a political protest is, hey, bust out riot gear. 
Yeah. What can you do? Yeah. I mean, and, the God yeah, protect I mean, our cops. We, we all bleed blue. When one blue bleeds, we all bleed blue. I mean, and Pittsburgh, <laughs> Pittsburgh, because I remember when this was happening back in like 2015 when um, the Ferguson protests were like really like heating up essentially. Um, there was mm-hmm. a photo of like the chief of police at the time holding a like you know no more racist cops sign, and it was like super controversial, and everybody was mad. You know, people were mad at him, and I think the thing people like, it's one of those. It's a blue city surrounded by a bunch of red counties, and mm-hmm. it's it's a, actually fun fact. I know a lot about Pittsburgh history. Pittsburgh was a Jim Crow city, and Good. yeah, and hmm. there was a. Uh, in the 1970s, one of our theme parks, uh, Kennywood Park, there's a there was a huge swimming pool, and they were basically given the choice between oh integrate the pool or we're gonna close it, and they closed it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> so it's it's a really like, I mean I guess just Ky- I can speak to it because I lived there for so long, but it is it is pretty segregated, and. And uh, <laughs> I hope Mueller doesn't get fired so that everybody there is okay. Because, you know, I don't really count on the police to, to do a good job of yeah. making sure that um, doesn't it, happen. Here's, also, some, here's uh, Sorry, go on, go on. Oh, I was just going to talk about that, speaking of Mueller, um, in the criminal investigation. So Trump's lawyer, Michael Cohen, uh, he, has, he has three clients. One of them is Trump. One of them is himself, and one of them is Sean Hannity. <laughs> Interesting. You know what, yeah. you know what they say, Lance? A fool, a fool has himself for a lawyer or some shit like that. A fool's lawyer is himself or some... I don't fucking know how it's pronounced, but you know what I mean. Yeah, and the thing with the Hannity thing, I didn't realize this, but apparently Sean Hannity had, like, gone on and defended him on TV, on the record, and not disclosed that he was his third client, which is... Illegal. Conflict of interest. And at least inethical I mean, in journalism. What's what's going to happen? Hannity's going to get a slap on the wrist and be back on Fox News by the end of the month. Oh, he's he's not even going to get that. I mean, his bosses don't give a shit. He's, he's, his ratings are going to spike, I guarantee it. Uh, and, and nothing will come of it. Does the, um... Uh, what's the, uh, not the FDA, the television... The, FCC? Like, FCC, FCC, thank FCC, you. Yeah. The FCC give a shit about this? Uh... I'm not sure what what like the exact standards are for journalism because I mean like there's there's not a single like journalist source on television that isn't biased in one direction like True. I'm not sure what the limitations are like, but like that's an illegal broadcast versus that's like a, that's like doing illegal things versus like you know favoring one well, over the other I'm yeah. not I'm not sure that it is explicitly illegal I mean it's clearly unethical but I I don't know if a crime has been committed. Yeah, and That's a good I'm sure point. Hannity did crimes, which is why he has a lawyer. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know if this specific uh, event was a crime. Yeah, and also he's on Fox, which is uh, he's on like cable news, which is I guess separate from. It, let me let me reach back into my media studies history brain, and I think that cable operates under different uh, FCC rules than broadcast. So who knows if anything will actually happen, but it is really funny to watch Sean Hannity, like smoke on camera and just basically freak out. Like everything's fine. The liberals are trying to get me and everything is totally normal. I do want to circle back to Mueller real quick. I think it'll be really, I mean like interesting, but in a horrifying way to see what happens if, and when he does get fired. Cause I I fully expect it at this point. They'll try because like, yeah, the, the, 
Trump election was like that was the thing that everyone kind of saw coming, but no one could believe was going to happen. And then when it did, I think we saw this like in it's just like an unprecedented political shift on on both sides, um, just kind of an intensifying. Um, and I think with if Mueller gets fired, it's going to be kind of that again. Like it's it's sort of the unthinkable thing that that is barreling towards us. Right, right. We I think it is. Put your hands up, like we're going down a ah! roller coaster. Wee! Ah! I love constitutional crises personally. Um. So th- I, I was going to interrupt earlier because there's this. Breaking news, I guess, on the front page of CNN. I opened it up because I wanted to re-up my... Uh, I wanted to bring up Wells Fargo, but I see this big-ass headline splashed in the middle of the page. Justice, Justice Department is giving Comey's memos to Congress. Oh, so it's happening. every okay. conversation... What's that? It's happening. Yeah. Every... Is uh, it? Every... No, nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to come out of this. <laughs> Congress is going to see... Congress is going to see uh, Trump's conversations uh, with, 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 uh, with, with Comey. And nothing's gonna change. Yeah, I mean, here's here's the thing about perjury is that to prove it, you have to prove that the perjurer like understood what they were saying and knew uh, that they were lying. Which I think, with anything that comes out of Trump's mouth, is hard to do. He's clearly like a bumbling shitfuck. Like who he he doesn't know what's going on around him most of the time. Mm-hmm. I think the idea of him as some seven dimensional chess player is ridiculous and and naive. Yep. And so, like, it'll it'll be a very interesting legal challenge to prove that he lied intentionally instead of just was a dumbass. Mm-hmm. Also, the yep. uh, in in addition, this is not related to the Mueller investigation, but the uh, one of the uh, Playboy models who was under a NDA on a relationship with Trump has gotten out of it. So maybe in the next couple of days, we'll we'll see the P tape. Or... We'll hear. We'll hear. We'll hear another person alleged. We'll hear another person saying some things about Trump that won't fucking matter because nothing's going to actually change about literally anything, and we're going to have to wait until twenty twenty for anything to happen. Sorry to be a pessimist. I'm just like, I just like I can only get hope about so my hope about so many fucking things yeah. before I'm just like, well, primaries, and then that's it for two years. Like the primaries yeah. are all I have to worry about right now. Like. I'm having fun making jokes, but, like, occasionally, like, right now, my veil of will for ignorance is pulled back a little bit, and I'm just like, what's the fucking point? Yeah, I, I think, like, best case scenario at this point is is the fabled blue tide actually happens, um, and, and assuming we can take back both the House and the Senate, which I I fully expect to come a little short, mm-hmm. um, then, you know, maybe some particularly brave Democrat might make impeachment more of like a tangible realistic scenario. I I don't think that will happen. I think there are all... a certain weed grandpa. <laughs> yeah, I mean Actually no, Bernie Bernie said he's not uh looking to impeach Trump, right? Is that am yeah. I correct with that? Yeah. I I I don't know, maybe. Um I but I'm sure there are those in in the House and Senate that would consider it. I mean, it'd be one hell of a political move to to be the guy who impeaches the president of the United States. I think um, I think Sanders. Ha- I don't remember if Bernie said anything, but I know Comey has said no to impeachment. He's done a whole media tour this week. Yeah, fuck James Comey, by the way. For life, James Com- a- James Comey. Welcome to the resistance. He's just a sack of shit. Somebody at one of his, like, Barnes & Noble appearances over the weekend uh, got removed for protesting. And, like, y- it's it's really, really hard 
to be sympathetic to the fucking FBI. Like anyone who can who can bring themselves to that point is is just uh bad. Uh let's talk about cool. Cuba. <laughs> oh no, I I, All right. I was just I'm browsing CNN, I just saw another story that popped up before we get into Cuba, just uh uh, th- here's some here's some more things about how gun control is good and er, gun control is bad and you know guns don't kill people people kill people. Uh, a toddler shot her mom with a gun her dad left in the car. The mom's okay, <sighs> but like, well, I mean, I don't I don't think I even have an emotional response to that. I just that have point. like that fucking. Well, sucks. it's it's just TV static at this point. Like, yep, that's gonna happen. It's gonna keep happening until we do something, so I guess it's just gonna keep happening forever. <sighs> what a good country. Anyway. Let's talk about Cuba. Cuba, okay, yeah. I, so I, I, is... do, I do like how in the uh, in the document that we have it says, new Cuban president, and then parentheses Patrick, which to me just says, yeah. Patrick, congratulations. congratulations on your, on... <laughs> I have been elected president of Cuba. No, uh, so this is kind of a, a short topic. I just figured it, it was relevant to leftist news. For sure. Um, Cuba... Uh, on yeah they recently elected a a new president to be taking the place of raul castro uh his name is miguel diaz canel uh and he's 30 years younger than raul castro was which is uh, kind of important because a lot of the the higher ups in the cuban government are are you know septuagenarian plus they're all uh people there who people who were there kind of during the revolution um and so they've been in power a while um and and while they've in my opinion done a a decent job running the country there's uh you know some some growing resentment among the people because um reform efforts have been kind of shaky and they're kind of still recovering from the economic depression they went through after the dissolution of the soviet union um and so i think getting getting some quote unquote new blood in there i mean he's almost 60 but as far as presidents of cuba goes that's that's pretty young um, so I, I think it'll be, I think it'll be good for Cuba as a whole. I mean, there, there's also the whole issue of Trump fucking all of the Obama era stuff uh, that was done in an effort to alleviate the tension between the U.S. and Cuba that he uh, reversed entirely. So, you know, there's there's definitely still some hurdles to overcome, but I think yeah, Bay of they're Pigs on the right too. Track. Bay of Pigs two, the sequel. Yeah, Bay, Bay of, of Pigs, Pigs two, <laughs> big pig in, the, pig in the city. <laughs> Big in the city. (laughs) Big in the city is way better. Yeah, and uh, I also saw this week that, like, the UN was going to push forward, uh, Nikki Haley, our UN representative, was going to push for Russian sanctions, and then Trump was like, uh, never mind. So, (laughs) I am pretty sure that unless Russia gets involved in Cuba's economic future, um, I I think you're right, Patrick, and that we may not be able to go there anymore again. The only the only reason that I can see Russia getting involved with Cuba again is is just to fight another proxy war with the United States. Like right. Russia is is not concerned with the future of communist ideology in the world oh, anymore. Hell no. That's it's entirely divorced from them. So like I, I think the only reason they would they would take a stand with Cuba against the United States um is to piss off the United States, which it's it's, in my opinion, really cool how European countries like to use non-European countries uh, like a chess game. That's that's good it's, to me, yeah. is imperialism. I, like I love it. imperialism. I like the it. <sighs> yeah. So that's, I think that's about it 
I was that man, topic. I was gonna say something else about Cuba. Cuba. I think I don't remember. All right, never mind. <laughs> it's not that important. All right. <laughs> Good. Okay. I think it's time uh, for some shout out. Oh, go ahead. Uh, actually, one more thing I wanted to get into before. I guess this is probably a shout out, but uh, so uh, Wells Fargo. Uh, this 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 is a topic. That I, I love this topic because Wells Fargo is my loan servicer, and they are charging me a dick and a leg for my student loans. I am paying. <laughs> I refinanced. I am paying them about $550 a month, and that is just my private student loan. I still owe about another 200 on top of that for federal stuff. Um, but they are very close to being fined $1 billion for forcing customers into car insurance and charging mortgage borrowers unfair fees. Well, that's Hell good. Yeah. Yay. All, so that's I, pro- fuck B my to loans banks. are under Citizens Bank, but uh, big, big hat. Big hat. <laughs> oh, like Slash. Yeah, yeah, like a slash size top hat. I, you know, because you talked, like, I'll be, I'll be real, because uh, you, you're honest about how much you're paying in loans, and I feel like I should be honest, maybe because some of our non-American listeners don't know, but uh, I'm I mean, paying, I you don't like, have to be, but. I'm paying, uh, like, a thousand a month. I have yep. uh, a one loan because my parents' credit was bad, and it's just kind of a combination of factors that has an 11% interest rate. Um, so banks are good, and I love it, and I'm actually trying to refinance right now. Like, I just sent in an application yeah. and everything, because, oh my god, I can't pay $1,000 a month for, you know, the next 15 years. And then, on it's, top of that, that's... that's just private. My federal loans are about 200 right. on top of it. Like, I just, like, how are you supposed to fucking live in this world? Like, I guess the justification for the loan I took out from my college that, like, I went to an engineering school, so I was supposed to get an engineering job out the gate and make, like, a bunch of money a year or a bunch mm. of money a month, you know, get get that paper. But I worked at Petco for a year and, for a year, and I worked at Target for six months, and now I work at a project, I work as a project engineer. It's not, not a bad gig, but, like, it took me two years to stumble into this, and I've been barely holding on in the meantime. Mm. Yeah. And it's just, like... This is just so... And, like, I've talked to my other friends. Like, I think... Lauren, I think you and I are definite outliers. Because, like, my girlfriend, for example, Andrea, she's probably... I, I, you know, I won't give actual numbers, but she's definitely, like, lower than half my student loans per month. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm an outlier, I know, just because I went to a private school. And, like I said, my... Do a bunch of different circumstances. My parents' credit was really shitty when I was, like, going to school. And, like, it could be... We're trying to make it work. And I am also, like, privileged in the fact that, you know, I'm broke. But I'm... But this is not poverty for me. And I have parents that can help me, which not everybody can. Uh, but... Just on the whole, it's a shitty situation, and I really hope that yeah. uh, they get billions and billions more from the banks and forgive all of our student debt because oh where, my god, where does that where does that billion go? Actually, now that I think about it, it's probably well, depending on whether it's class action or like a government suit. If it's a government suit, they'll just be fined and they'll pay the government. Uh, so I guess statistically, that money's probably going overseas. Um, if it's a class action suit, I'm not sure how that gets divided exactly, but it'll it'll go to pay for legal fees and to uh, the victims of this particular uh, trespass. So let's hope for class action. Uh, uh, yeah, also this episode of Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die is brought to you by our friends over at Wells Fargo. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Along with Neil Patrick Harris, they decided to sponsor our tweet. So look for those in your feed showing up in, a, showing up on, in the promoted spot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
All right. Is it shout shout time? time? So, um, in 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 ripped from the in ripped from the headlines of Final Destination, uh, a Southwest airline like Southwest Airlines like lost an engine and a woman got like almost sucked out through the hole that was caused by the just by yeah. like the, the plane accident. And yeah, she they was managed, the only they, they fatality, managed, I think. Yeah, they, they did manage to recover her body, and, to, like, she didn't actually get sucked out, but she did, unfortunately, you know, die from blunt force trauma, which, that sucks. Yeah, it was shrapnel. Yeah, shrapnel, yeah. rather. It's just, that's terrifying to think about? Like, just, like... Yeah, the, the, the transcripts yeah. of this are, like, The plane just did that. Because she's, she's, yeah. the pilot's like, oh yeah, oh, oh no, we lost, we lost an engine. All right. Uh-huh, whoops. Uh-oh. Oh no. Uh-oh. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the geez. pilot was a uh, truck shepherd, actually. <laughs> now, who is that? <laughs> uh, never mind. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> but. Um, I, listen, we, we do enough goof theft on this podcast. Uh, what's next? Oh yeah, what's Kaepernick is still is... getting his Kaepernick, Kaepernick yeah. is still getting fucking shafted because he wouldn't tell the Seahawks whether or not he would kneel, and so they were just like, okay, cancel that tryout. So I mean, Kaepernick Kaepernick is still a wins above Kaepernick is still a decent wins above replacement quarterback, and he's not getting fucking signed because the league is racist. And this is this is old news. You knew this. So if you're listening to this podcast, you knew that already. It's just it's genuinely frustrating, and I genuinely implore anyone who ever hears that someone say that Kaepernick is not a good enough quarterback, and that's why he's not getting signed. John Boys has a very good chart party video about about specifically about Colin Kaepernick's stats. Kaepernick does not lead the league. He is definitely in the top half of quarterbacks when compared to the rest of the starters in the league. Yeah, and uh, there was a Adidas put forward a statement that was like, you know, when Kaepernick gets signed, we want to do an endorsement deal, which that's nice, but but also like, what's stopping you from making him an endorsement deal right now? Like Kanye has had endorsement deals. Like you don't have to play for a team, but whatever. Um, yeah, they're. I mean, they're not doing it because it would be a, a a bad move for them economically, which is not an excuse, but it's the reason. <sighs> yeah, uh, Lauren, you wanna? Oh no, never mind. You took that out. Oh Good. well, I oh. it'll be my light bringer. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll get. To but it. first of all, uh, uh, fuck Andrew Cuomo. Yeah, this is my favorite uh, shout out. Fuck you, Andrew Cuomo. Um. For those of you who don't know, Andrew Cuomo, who is the current governor of New York State, uh, is being challenged in the Democratic primary by Cynthia Nixon of Sex and the City fame, uh, who is just all around a much, much better candidate. She's much further to the left. She's making, like, actual meaningful policy promises. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's driven Andrew Cuomo to become, like, a wild animal. He said today (laughs) in an interview... I must have missed um, this. Please enlighten me. I was busy all day. Yeah, okay, so there's an organization in in New York, uh, well, actually, across the United States, but the particular New York branch, called the Working Families Party. They're like a, a minority political party, um, and, and they, as you might glean from the name, are working for working families. Um, and so somebody asked Andrew Cuomo today if he would punish the Working Families Party for not supporting him, and he paused for like a full 20 seconds and then said, that's for God to decide. So Andrew Cuomo is at the point where he thinks his enemies are going to hell, which is cool. Uh, he also said today that he's an undocumented immigrant because his like family is Italian, which not what that means, but you know, he's he's just 
he's losing it because he's had to face like the first real political challenger. I'm so fucking excited um, for to see this man just like lose it over the course of I'm because I I'm a New York citizen. I'm voting a hundred. I'm putting my yeah. I'm putting my entire ass behind Nixon here. And I am fucking pumped to see Cuomo get his ass handed to him. Well, hopefully get his ass handed to him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nixon Nixon is still lagging in the polls uh, a little bit. I don't know what the exact numbers Granted, are. Granted, she uh, did you know, only announce still... her campaign about three weeks ago. So n- numbers right, take a little exactly. while to catch up. There's We've still... got a long ways to go before the election actually hits. Yeah. Yeah, there's still a lot of time for the, until the primary, and, and there's plenty of campaigning opportunities. Um, and, uh, of course, as what always happens when uh, actual leftist challenges an establishment democrat uh, a bunch of shit heels have come out of the woodwork to like write about how a primary challenge is somehow an affront to democracy uh-huh. even though that's exactly uh-huh. what democracy is uh, i want to call out nira tandon specifically uh for just having the worst shittiest takes i've ever seen about this particular uh challenge they just they don't democrats are entitled to power or they right. feel entitled to power which is what the whole problem for the last you know like three and a half years has been is that they don't actually campaign because they think that they should be elected just solely on the virtue that they're not yep. the other guy, mm-hmm. which as the, we've seen very clearly is not good enough. The terminology anymore. that the Democrats, like if I could erase one phrase from all Democrats minds, it would be lesser of two evils. That is, yeah, yeah. is that. one of the worst campaigns. Like, I cannot believe that after we lost the 2004, well, we, after they lost the 2004 election with John <laughs> Kerry, who was just a fucking cardboard cutout with a speech bubble that said, at least I'm not him. Like, I cannot believe we tried yeah. that strategy in, like, and Obama, like, put forth something. Like, I, Obama has a lot of faults, but Obama right. put forth, yes, we can change everything. Obama right. gave Obama gave the yeah, Democrats I, something to fucking believe in. And then for them to regress after that to just be, delete your account, chilling in Cedar Rapids. I'm not the other guy, Hillary Clinton. Like, I am so fucking red mad and nude online right now for an election that happened right. yeah. a year and a half ago. And, oh, my God, the fucking 2016 election is never going to end. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's the same thing as that that it's her time shit that Hillary is doing for the last election. Like, you don't you don't just get to be president. That's not how it fucking works. And like, at least Obama, he made actual policy promises. And and given as soon as he got into the White House, he immediately abandoned a lot of them. Mm. Uh, but you know, at least he actually he he meant something. At some point in his political career, he meant something to enough people to get him elected president. And Hillary just fucking didn't. And that's why she lost, and that's why people like her are always going to lose. Yeah. And Cynthia Nixon's candidacy is basically forcing Cuomo, like, he he signed an executive order yesterday allowing uh, parolees in New York State to be able to vote and, like, have their voting rights restored. And that's super important, and the only reason he did that is because he sees Cynthia Nixon as a challenger. And, like, that's a good thing. And also, um, also, (laughs) uh, of note, uh, Chuck Schumer says he's looking at pushing uh, marijuana legalization in the state of New York because of, because of, I'm assuming... Uh, because I'm assuming of Nixon's, you know, pro weed. Yeah. Pro-weed oh yeah. Yeah. That that was one of her her big, not big, but I mean, it was it, it was a platform she was running on, um, and so decriminalization. You know, yeah. even even if right, even if she loses, which you know is a possibility, she's gonna have made things better, like measurably, significantly yep. better, yes. just for having run. Yeah, and she is in in her conversations about marijuana legalization. Like she put out a video, pretty much like 
from the jump saying, I want to legalize weed in the state of New York because so many black and brown people are in jail because of it. And like putting that like restorative justice at the top of her agenda, I think is, is, is a really cool move. And I'm hoping that, uh, she gets, she gets far. Yeah. No, and I, I genuinely think, yeah. that, like, I think she has, once these numbers, once time is given to process and once these numbers start becoming more and more accurate, I think she has a strong chance. Because speaking of someone who lives here, there are a lot of, there are a lot of bumper stickers around here that say fuck Cuomo on them. Grant, granted, yeah. granted, well, granted I the, mean, K, the K is, uh, <laughs> like, with, like, it is replaced with, like, an, with, like, an assault rifle, but. Right. He's yeah. not, I mean, he's a not lot very of much, Yorkers... he's not very enjoyed. Right. I, I, and I think, I mean, this is indicative of, of a broader issue in that a lot of uh, New York is red. Pretty much everywhere except for the city is is a red district. There are a handful of, of scattered blue dots around, but uh, by and large, just geographically, it's it's a it red really state. Is. By population, it's not, um, but but by district, it is. Um, and so I think it's it's kind of an important sign that just because these people traditionally vote Republican, that doesn't make them like beyond redemption yep. uh they hate cuomo because he is an establishment democrat democrat and because the news has told them to hate him uh and because and this is the big one he hasn't done shit for them but if if you get an actual left candidate in there who starts doing things that are good for for people who are impoverished working people like that's gonna change minds mm-hmm. a lot of of what is now red america had like a deep history of of socialism like running through it because these these were union people these right. were workers they they cared about that uh until the system kind of left them behind and that's what's kind of forced them to the right right because we haven't had uh a real push for uh the democrats to support workers movements and they've right. been fe- like that's the whole like narrative of oh they've been abandoned by the elites or whatever which i don't like as a narrative, but I think I think you're right in that it basically it's it's a spiral of well you know they don't offer any kind of protections so let's jump into uh, white reactionary politics sounds good yeah oh let's can another another shout out last um, shout out Cardi B is right <laughs> Car- Cardi Mariah B is, is right. skinny Cardi Both B is Bernie right. Sanders. Yeah, uh, actually, <laughs> while we're on the topic, we should probably just say um, some some folks, uh, a lot of sex workers specifically, have kind of been speaking out against Bernie Sanders just because mm-hmm. he has traditionally not been a supporter of them. And uh, this has kind of broken very recently. None of us have really had a chance to dig into it, so I'm sure somebody will cover it next week. Uh, I just wanted to give everybody a heads up that we, we saw that and we're acknowledging it. We're just not going to be talking about it tonight. Yeah. Yep. Just mentioning that, like, I think he, he did support the FOSTA and SESTA, but yeah. Yeah, he, we'll, he, yeah. We'll probably get more in-depth of that next week. Thank you. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so, right. Laz, do you mind if I take these questions? Go ahead. I just, I just very much like reading these questions. Um, late answer to our question, late answer to the question that we posed last week about what song you would set the P-tape to if you made an AMV with it. Uh, Akuma always says, I would set the P-tape to Vaporwave. That's a good choice. That is a good choice. Um, Very relaxing. 
this is a question that uh, we wanted to discuss a little bit in depth, but uh, this question from Tumblr user Fudge Cassidy says, asks, is the phrase, quote, there is no ethical consumption under capitalism, quote, meant as a warning or a comfort? This is a question, this is a really good Both. question, because I don't know. I mean, I think I think the answer Contact, is it's is based both. on context, right? It, and it's also like to the audience. Like, if it's it's meant to address people who are worried about um, just kind of passively participating in an inherently violent system, um, it's it's meant as a comfort to those people. You know, in in the West at least, it's it's virtually impossible to exist separate from like global consumerism. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's very hard to to live and work and exist. Uh, in America, without without needing to be partaking in that in in some degree, but it's it's a warning to people who think that they are free of that kind of cycle of violence. Mm -hmm. You know, like people who think that buying fair trade Arabica coffee beans kind of exempts them from participating in right. In the okay, system. that makes sense. Right. Thank you, thank you, Patrick. Thank you, Science Side of Tumblr. Yeah, and it's it's the um the like the greenwashing thing, kind of like oh our our sources yeah. are ethical and you know we are very careful about in the environment but it's also like what's the human cost of you know cruelty free or uh organic or all of these kind of other buzzwords for consumerist products and like yeah i i think it's a it's a warning in that you don't want to like just throw in the towel and be like well screw it it doesn't matter like i have no power and it, it feels like that sometimes but I think it's still yeah. it's still within your best interest to look into, you know, ethical alternatives to like fast fashion and stuff like that. But at the same time, like, yeah, it's it's I feel like there's a definite push right now to, oh, well, this is good for the planet or good for X group of people. So therefore I can spend my money. And it's just it's all about spending money. That's, yep. that's yeah. like you could just give your money to a charity, but no, you have to buy the thing and they'll donate some or, you know, a portion of proceeds to something. Yep. Mm -hmm. Question from Anonymous. Touching on last week's autophilosio discussion, isn't sucking your own dick and prim? <laughs> I don't I don't know much about Amprim. Sorry. <laughs> well, here's the thing. What which aspect is it is is sucking your own dick an anarchist ideology or is it a primitivist? I, I don't think one, I don't think it's know? primitivist because like primitivist would be like you know not using lube or not using like if you're if you're doing that as an alternative to like sex toys then yes that's anprim hmm. right I I don't I, understand I, anprim and I'm not I'm too, at this point I'm too it's I'm too afraid to ask. <laughs> Well, the thing about Anprims is they're a bunch of fucking idiots, mostly. Not yeah, as bad as, like, the Ancaps, The only thing I know about Anprims is that meme where it's like, who would win? The, like, not buying glasses <laughs> because it's, like, something that the society built, or one fuzzy boy, and it's, like, a blurred picture of a tiger. <laughs> yeah, that, that's great. Is that about it? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of it. And, I mean, like, sucking your own dick would involve having to get a rib removed, and you'd have to go to a hospital. For not necessarily. No, I mean, it uh, can true. be done. Yeah, I guess you could do self-surgery as well. Only Marilyn, Ma Marilyn Manson just wasn't powerful enough to do it without the rib removal. <laughs> Coward Marilyn Manson. And and there are people who can do it just normally. The sucking of the dick. <laughs> the, the, the sucking of the dick of Marilyn Manson by the coward Marilyn Manson. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
Oh man. Did, <laughs> hold on, do, let me, let me, do we still want to talk about I, Cardi can B I, or can I can I, re, I, I can I rephrase that one more one more again? I just want to make that so it's a possible episode title. <laughs> the Falashio oh, on Marilyn yeah. Manson by the Coward Marilyn Manson. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, what's our next question? Um, if you were a duelist in Yu-Gi-Oh, what would your gimmick be from Mike Dawson? Oh, this is a good one. How many how many cards are there with furries on them? And if if there's enough that there's a fucking that lot it's that of, of furries. <laughs> is it like a quirk or a stand? I know two anime. I mean, Bandit Keith is like his whole quirk was like machines. I think he like used he like he he yeah. cheated and also used machine cards. Mm. Right, and, and he was American. Like that was his thing. He had a big, like, Stars and Stripes yep. bandana. And sunglasses. <laughs> Though, okay, I gotta American. be honest, I don't know how much of his identity was actually based around him being American, because I watched a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged series growing up, and they played yeah, that Yeah, that's kind of what I'm pulling from, too. <laughs> I think mine would be either a Karibo deck or an Ojama deck. Both of those are already decks used by the main characters of Yu-Gi-Oh! GX, but, uh, fuck it. They're good cards. Laz? Sure. Uh, we also have a question from Akumioi, I'm so sorry, who asked, uh, who is the best My Hero Academia girl? I don't watch anime. What am I, some kind of fucking weed? I think there is a definitive, a definitive answer to this. I'm going to say that it is Froppy. That is the correct answer. Uh, Froppy is really good. I also think, um, oh, fuck, what's her name? Yam, she has the quirk with the, uh, the fat on her body becomes, like, Shields and stuff. Yam. She starts with a Y. She's great. Momo. She's very smart. Yaya Rose and Momo. Momo. Thank you, Momo. Yeah, Momo's good. Momo is extremely also... good. Uh, Jiro is great. Uh, I wish there was more of Toru, but she's kind of invisible, so you don't. It's it's hard. <laughs> I like I like Mina too. Mina's cute. Mina is the uh, the one with the scope quirk, right? The acid, but the pink hair. Oh yeah, no, pink. Mina is great. Yeah. I'm thinking of um, what's her name? The one that fought Ida in the first round of uh, in the first round of the tourney arc. Oh shit! Was it the the uh, the green hair? No, the girl? mechanic the girl. Vines? That's that. She fought. She fought Kaminari, and she fucking murdered him. Oh oh oh! She's from. Oh, it's anime chat. Okay, it's the it's yeah. She has the. She's not in. The, she's in support class, not the hero class. Yeah, that one. She's fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, anime. Anyway, Froppy uh, the, is also they're good. all very. Okay. Froppy is incredible. Um, this question. Uh, this question from Tumblr user Mike Dawson also proposed alternate title for this podcast: Oppa Leftist Style. A sexy praxis. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> sexy praxis. A praxis lady. <laughs> um, um, this anonymous. Question, an, oh, go ahead. This question from anonymous. Hey there. Any advice on things I can call my landlord other than the landlord? He's an asshole, and I feel like and calling him lord feels futile as shit. I recommend calling him shit lord or, or ass lord. La- Slum, slumlord. Yeah, like just call him shit. Call him by his name, but you gotta, you gotta cut off some letters. Like if his name is David, call him Dave, and never stray from that. Like whatever he tells you his name is, cut off like the last syllable and use that. Mmm, power move. Yeah, it is. You gotta listen when when dealing with people who can evict you from your home. You must be powerful. Uh, good luck to you. I hope you get into a better living situation, Anonymous. But also, yeah, uh, land, land, Lord of Shit. Um, thank you. <laughs> uh, 
Okay. Uh... Uh, here's a question that you got very red mad and nude online about earlier, Lauren, that I just want to cover real quick. Does anyone know whether or not the Beastie Boys are comrades? Moby's been saying some dumb shit recently. How are these two things related? Okay, so Moby is an electronic musician who is a dumbass, and the Beastie Boys are that. good. <laughs> Moby was oh, never is, in is a... Is that it? Is that all the connection? I don't even... Like, I don't know why, like... I think this person might have thought that Moby was part of the Beastie Boys. And Moby is never... No, <laughs> the Beastie Boys are good. Adam Yock is good, and basically they've been in New York since the band was formed in like the 80s and even to the present. The two surviving members are still very much like, no, you can't use our music for X, Y, alt-right shit. You can't, you know, use our like image or like promote hate in New York City with our stuff. Like, fuck that. And so Beastie Boys are good. <laughs> Fight for your right to Communist Party. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Delete that. We need to make that. that that's got to be someone's name. Okay. Uh, this last this last question from Anonymous. I don't have a good answer. I just really like the question. I can't tell if I like Dave Grohl or not. Can you help me? Uh, no, to both questions. <laughs> the thing is, I don't know much about Dave Grohl very much, honestly. But when the verse, when, when the verse kicks in and there goes my hero, I am very much a fan. He's ordinary. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, he's he's, he's all right. He's fine. <laughs> that was also the 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 song. Yep. The from There Goes My Hero. Um, that's questions. <laughs> all right. Lightbringers. I got a lightbringer. Patrick, bring the thunder. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I have uh, recently started watching Lucifer, which is a Fox show. It's a procedural crime drama. So I mean, it is copaganda, but that's that's my guilty pleasure. Um, it's good. It's about the actual literal devil helping a. Uh, a police do a crime good nice it's good it's all the actors are very good and um yeah check it out if you if you can uh my lip bringer this week is a game that i picked up recently called salt and sanctuary now i got a question for you do you like dark souls games do you like bloodborne do you like neo do you like the surge what if it was 2d and had a really cool art style and managed to maintain a lot of the similar stuff that you kind of came to dark souls for but also had some like 2d platforming elements <laughs> just like mario Exactly. <laughs> I, a, a lot of video games do draw comparisons to Dark Souls, but like it's pretty obvious what Salt and Sanctuary is based on. Instead of Souls, you have Salt, uh, which is, you know, that's your leveling up. That's what you use to purchase a lot of things in the game. You've got these bosses. When you rest at a bonfire, or in this case, a sanctuary, everything respawns around you. It's difficult. Very good combat. It's very fun. If you've ever felt like the Dark Souls system was a little bit too weighty for you, I think Salt and Sanctuary is a great one because you can't exactly like roll out of an animation or anything, but it is much more... You do have a lot more opportunities. The game is a lot more kind to you, but it does still have a challenge that is reminiscent of Dark Souls. And I'm having a great time with it. Um, the art style is very reminiscent of uh, Darkest Dungeon, but a little bit less grotesque. Um, the boss designs are absolutely phenomenal. Like that's what I come to these games for, and this one has not let me down. The levels are the, the levels are very wide and sprawling, with a lot of avenues to go down, a lot of hidden paths, and I'm having a great time with it. It's genuinely challenging as someone who's uh, who's someone who's, who, who considers this, ugh, as someone who considers themselves a veteran of the Souls series. I'm having a great time with it. Awesome. So, my Lightbringer. Uh, I, I'm sure some of you are probably wondering whether. We were going to bring it up in the show, but it's a light bringer. I thought about doing it as a shout out, but so I don't know if you've heard of uh, Beyonce, but uh, who? she who? Uh, she went to Coachella and she is the first black woman to headline Coachella. 
And she, you know, she went on at 11.10 p.m. Pacific time. So it was 1 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And because she knows you're awake. And she performed, like, pretty much for 90 minutes straight. Like, she had just, it was just the most beautiful operatic, like, she had, she performed all of, like, all of her really big songs. She had, like, the longest dance break ever on the Coachella stage. You know, she had this great, like, HBCU theme going on throughout the performance. And, like, it just, it's so powerful. There's a part where she does, um, if in the line, sorry, there's a part where she goes, you know, suck on my balls, pause, I've had enough. And they do, like, in the performance, they do basically, like, a stomp, uh, like, step team routine to just the suck on my balls part. And it's very empowering to me. And so the thing is, though, is that Coachella is multiple weekends. So she did that. She did 90 minutes. She did the love on top key changes, like, halfway through. She had a Destiny's Child reunion on stage. And then she's going to do it again this weekend. Like, Saturday, she's going to perform again. Probably all new stuff. Like, I just... There's... there's Man, I know, like, I, I am the one, like... Beyonce fan correspondent on the podcast right now. I'm co-stan correspondents with um, Allie of the show, Alex of the show. But, like, <laughs> I just, oh, man, there's just watching her and, like, you're like, oh, wow. I wish I had, like, the work ethic and the drive and the ability to just perform and work as hard as she does. Because, yeah, I think people think that she's overrated. But I don't know. There's just, there's nobody like her in American pop music. And then right after her performance she announced that she was like continuing to provide scholarships for more hbcu students and like i just i love beyonce when (laughs) will your fave when will Uh, your fave (laughs) before we go patrick uh i just i took i tapped over to tweet deck real quick to see if we had any questions and i did see a very good retweet from you that i just want to talk about really quick well which the netflix one yeah Yeah, uh, so I I just read this story really quick that says Netflix is is considering buying movie theaters for their original content, which is beyond fucking stupid. Can you imagine paying $10 to go see orc racism in a movie theater? (laughs) Right, too. I I think what they're they're doing it, like, to get in better graces with the uh, Academy for Oscars, but, like, who gives a shit? Fuck the Oscars. Fuck, fuck, actually, here's here's my strong 100% statement is fuck every movie that's ever won an Oscar. Even Shape of Water? Get out, won an Oscar. Yeah, no, all of them. Fuck it. Oh, Fuck, wow. it, fuck movies in general, <laughs> even, actually. Even, even Shrek? Even, especially Shrek. I call it Did Shrek win a fucking Oscar? Yeah, Shrek won a fucking Oscar over, uh, I think it was Monsters, Inc. Uh, well, that's... Okay, all right. Yeah. Should we move uh, and, and shout out our glorious patrons? Yes. Uh, first th- first and foremost, if you want to support the show, patreon.com slash HKIPGTD. We have one, five, and $10 tiers. $1 gets you access to everything that we post that is Patreon-exclusive content. There you get you get the light bringers, you get the outtakes, you get the post and pre-show stuff that we do sometimes. Um, Lightbringer we have every two weeks. The most recent one is last week we put up a Lightbringer about Celeste, which was super fun to record, super fun to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably got one coming soon. I don't actually know what it is at the time of this recording, but I'm sure we've got, you know, someone's got something in the works. Oh, yeah. Um, Beyonce, the, Beyonce, a fi- uh, full 20-minute Beyonce stand party Lightbringer is if you can, if you, can uh, if you can keep it to 20 minutes, Laz, I'm <laughs> genuinely surprised. <laughs> so Beyonce was born uh, on... <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> 
Okay, uh, the five dollar tier, you get a special role in our Discord and a shout out in the podcast for being such a good comrade and friend. Then at the ten dollar uh, a month tier, you get an even more special Discord role that allows you to listen into our podcast while we record before the editor quote unquote fixes it, uh, like <laughs> we have four people doing currently. Uh, and then, of course, obviously, if you donate anything, you get access to the library content. Um, we also give shout-outs to everyone at the $10 and $5 a month here. So, let's get to it. Uh, this... hold on. One more thing, one more thing before we start. Uh, oh, we yeah. Did just... we, hit the, we hit the $100 a month milestone, which means that we will be starting to do mailbags. If you have long-form stories about things you want us to talk about, doesn't have to be explicitly leftism-related. Kind of think like the We Hate Movies mailbag episodes. It can be adjacent, but does not have to be entirely related. As long as you think it's a good conversational jumping-off point, these will be put in the same feed as this show. This is not Patreon exclusive content. You do not have to be a patron to get your emails read on it, the show. It HBR. will be posted to Patreon, but it will not be limited to yes, patrons. Yes, exactly. Right. I, wait, I thought we were going to do it in this in, in this in the podcast feed. Uh, that wasn't what I read, but you know it. it we'll we'll, talk sort, about we'll it sort this out. There will be, but everybody will be uh, able to listen to it, and also yes, everyone yeah. will be able to listen and submit your emails. Hkipgtd at gmail And I will look at the email. I promise. <laughs> yes. Um, thank you, uh, to our Conrads, our $10 a month patrons, to Jean Lay, Smoke Weed, Paid Messer, Alex, Paige, I said paid, Paige Messer, Alex Schaup, Nick, coming out of my cage and I've been doing just fine, Jagged. Also thank you to our $5 a month comrades, David Besser, Dijonese, Jordan Jordan Hagen, Charlotte Warmington, Pregnant Seinfeld, Benjamin Kingstone Furia, Scout Shiro, (laughs) Nick Petazzoni, Evan Lowe, Brett Houts, Stephanie Ruff, Ollie Anders, and Ellen Nordhog. Thank you very much. Uh, you can just splice that in so it sounds co- coherent, right? You can just do that for me for a little Yeah, longer, I'm please. sure Sam will do that. <laughs> nice. I'm a fan. All right. Thank you, Thank you as always, for supporting us on Patreon. If you want to check us out, hkipgtd.tumblr.com or at hkipgtd on Twitter. Like I said, send your emails in to hkipgtd at gmail.com. We will be trying to do this. We will probably try probably to have this out within the first week or two of May, but since this is going to be like the inaugural episode, we are not saying that definitively. That's just a, what we're aiming for right now. Yeah. Um, it sounds let's good. Let's see. You, uh, what's that? Just sounds good. You know, social media, cool. Facebook, Twitter, you know where to find uh, us. And thank you as, oh yeah, facebook.com slash hkipgtd, uh, reddit.com slash r slash hkipgtd. Uh, thank you to Punch Drunk Bisexual for running that for us, setting that up. Yeah, and, and the link to our Discord is on pretty much all of those yep. places. Join and our Discord! Lastly, Yes, very much to join our Discord. Uh, also, thank you to the taxpayers for the use of our theme song, Evil Men, off of the album Cold Hearted Town. That song fucking slaps, and I get excited every time I hear it. Oh, yeah. It's a good fucking song. Um, if you want to find me specifically, you can check me out on Twitter, at GaiusLulu, on Tumblr, gaiusatsanakas.tumblr.com. You can check out my sister podcast, uh, the one the sister podcasts, The Wonder Years, which is an Animorphs podcast where we just have a great time. We look at Animorphs books and episodes. It's a fucking great book, and honestly, the show is not as bad as I made it out to be. It's not good, but it's not that bad. I also do Fear Bidding, which is a queer horror movie podcast that comes out every Monday. Uh, check those out. And also, I recently did an interview on uh, the podcast In Pursuit of Passions. The episode was about something horny, so I'm not going to say it out loud here unless I get egged on to, but I think it was a very good interview and it was very fun and I had a great time doing it and I really recommend you go check it out if you're not listening, if you're not, uh, if you're not too concerned with the idea of me parting the kimono. In a figurative sense. (laughs) (laughs) I have been Patrick. You can find me on Twitter at PG1497 or on Tumblr at takingturnsatrandom.tumblr.com. 
And I'm Lauren. You can find me on Twitter at LLeBlanc underscore, spelled the same way as the guy from Friends. And you can also find me on Tumblr at runthegems.tumblr.com. And that, right. that's gonna do it for that's the episode. That's yeah, well, Laz, 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 bring us home. All right, okay. So this has been Henry Kissinger. Is Pokemon going to die? Not a threat. Just a fact. Memento, Memento Pokemori. Memento Pokemori. Can someone edit that so that mine is synced up with everyone else's? Well, my niggas who be acting too bold, take a seat. Hope you're ready for the next episode. Hey. Smoke weed every day.